Welcome to the Put Work In Podcast. Today we have a special guest, Chris Lott. Chris, how's it going? Great. Everything's good, man. Glad Excellent. we got this rolling. I'm glad we did this early, too, because five years ago I would have wanted to do this at like 11 o'clock at night, so I'm glad we did this early. <laughs> well, Peyton, he, uh, this he said late. this is late, man. This is after work. Yeah, what time do you normally go to bed, Peyton? Around nine, ten o'clock. Yeah. But on weekends or on Saturdays, I normally flip schedule for church and stuff on Sunday morning. Oh, that's but tough. I got to work tomorrow night, so now I'm kind of confused on what to do. But I already cracked open a C4, so you know yeah. what? Screw it, I guess. Turn up. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's... we're just going to play it by ear. Yeah. You know, I'll some, pe- that, some people are like, do hardcore drugs and just live that life. Yeah. Me and Peyton are just caffeinated at all times. It's like yeah, we, all, we it's not good for us at all how much <laughs> caffeine we take in. Yeah, well, it's better than doing a bunch of drugs because I did both of them. <laughs> I just drink a bunch of coffee, not not a whole lot. Every morning I drink probably probably two cups at the most, but. That's like the most drug that really goes in my body now is coffee. So that's it's definitely that. it's definitely a drug. It like, is. People play it down, but it's definitely like if I don't have my like some sort of caffeine within a couple hours of waking up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not doing anything. What I do, yeah. I put a um, put a, a bottle of not a bottle, a glass of water right by my nightstand where I wake up every morning. So I drink about 12 ounces of water, but within three minutes, I've got to have, uh, I got to have coffee. I got a little mini fridge that I, I get out of bed and I come straight to and grab a little C4 out of, and I just crack it. Yeah. Immediately. I'm at a, I'm in a crisis cause I'm, I have one scoop of pre-workout left and Uh-oh. I just drank my last C4. So, well, I just got three cases in, so. Let me have <laughs> What kind of pre workout do you use? I use well I've I've used different ones, but yeah. mainly I use BPN flight. But uh I'm thinking about getting some more it's called gorilla mode. Yeah, I think I've had that before. It's really good. My camera is currently sitting on a tub of ghost BCAAs. So. <laughs> Sounds about right. Do you have the GoPro set up yet? I still got to get a USB bank. Okay. Might look a little crispy soon. I wonder why I can't hear myself through my headphones. I think it's just the way the system is. Yeah. Can you hear yourself? I don't don't hear myself either. Strange. Okay. That's cool. Which that would throw most people off. But when you're like used to like, you know, like you're in like a studio or anything like that, you're going to hear yourself. And it throws most people off when you hear themselves. So I guess. Yeah. This is better for the general public. Yeah, that makes sense. But Chris, just tell us about yourself because, you know, I I mean, I've seen you around for years. And I you see know, your I just, truck I just everywhere. kind of got yeah. to know you a little bit. So Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm from Batesville. Well, I say I'm from Batesville. I was raised in Batesville. Um I was born in Memphis, and through the first seven or eight, yeah, through the first probably seven or eight years of my life, I was, both my parents were 
pretty much drug addicts to keep it simple. So for the first seven, eight years of my life, we would back, go back and forth between Batesville, Memphis. We lived in Texas for a few years, but in 1997, my aunt and uncle here adopted my little brother and I. So we moved here in 97 and from 97 until about 2010, I lived in Batesville. I moved to Vegas when I was 21, which was 2010. I stayed there for three years. And after I left there, I worked on a pipeline. Probably lived in seven or eight different states, like in three years. Moved back in 2015. And I've been back here ever since, ma'am. I went on a long, I lived like a hippie for like, six or seven years man i just kind of bounced all over yeah but it was good though man like when you're when you're from a small place like batesville and batesville is all you know i think it's important to get out and realize that like life outside of here isn't like the life we're used to but i remember the first time i got to vegas i'd been there a few days and i went to a restaurant and ordered sweet tea <laughs> And they just looked at me. They're like, oh, we don't got it. And I was like, yeah, you do. Sweet tea. <laughs> and so, like, really quickly, I realized after living there that, like, sweet tea wasn't a thing. So that was my first, like, okay, well, this is different, you know. That's just a wake-up call, yeah. man. Like, right yeah. before you said that, I was thinking, like, you know, I would love to, like, go to the other states. But I have to make sure that if I'm going out to eat, that it's a state that has sweet tea. Yeah, well, don't go to a lot of them. Cause a lot I've hardly ever seen you get sweet tea, Peyton. Well, I usually, it depends. Like, if I've had enough water that day, I'll grab some sweet tea. Yeah. But if I'm down on water, I'll just drink some water. Yeah. I love some sweet tea, but. I don't drink it as much anymore because I'm getting yeah. older. I mean, I'm only 35, but I try to drink a lot of water. But, dude, when you're 21, like, that's all. That was like drinking milk to me, man. Like, that's all we drank. But. Anyway, the so, milk of the south. No, we used to make like <laughs> yeah. a jug uh, every two or three days of sweet tea. Yeah, and uh, man, it was like we would get like sugar. Not nah, this metaphor, but like if we put so much sugar in our sweet tea. Oh, yeah, you go to somewhere like Zach. No, nah, nah, Zaxby's has kind of good sweet tea. You go to like some of these other restaurants and you get their sweet tea. You're like, bro, and you're like, bro, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> And like yeah, in we, our house, when we were little, we just had water and sweet tea. That was it. Like yeah. we wasn't Coke. We didn't Sprites. even have water. We just had sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, that was what we drank. You cut the sink on and just sweet tea comes coming up. Exactly. <laughs> he a got shower to sweet city tea. tea supply. They, uh, and then one day my dad, who always said he would never switch to unsweet tea, just switched to unsweet tea. Yeah. So, well, man, all that sugar isn't good for you, but, dude, when you're 22, you don't think about what's good for you. You think yeah, about you... what tastes good and what feels good, right, right? you know? So as my son is two and a half now, so it's weird, man. Like, I mean, Dylan, you know this, but when you become a dad, like, you start thinking about things a little differently. So not saying that I completely cut out everything. I just try, try to be somewhat conscious of, right. you know, what I'm drinking and eating and stuff like that. But yeah, so in 2005, back to kind of what I was saying, in 2015, I moved back. Um, 
I was still DJing at the time. I started a swimming pool business, which when I started it, I had never worked on a pool in my life. I had no idea what I was doing. Like me and my buddy, I'm not kidding, man. We pulled the first job that we got to. We were pulling in the driveway, YouTubing, like how to do this thing this guy was asking us to do. <laughs> you know, but when I got back from pipelining, I was here for that summer and I wasn't planning on staying here. I was just waiting on another job in the entire summer that I was here. It seemed like every other day someone was on Facebook asking for this particular guy that worked on pools. And apparently he had gone through some stuff, I think gotten on drugs. And by the end of the summer, I kept seeing it. I was like, dude, there must, they're like, there's obviously a need for this. And uh, I just kind of put together a name, made some t-shirts, but had done no research on how to work on a pool. And uh, I think next year will be 10 years. No, next year will be nine years that I've been doing that. And I've been, uh, I got my real estate license five years ago. So that's kind of what I've been doing, man. Cleaning pools and selling houses, being a daddy. Cleaning pools and selling yeah. houses. It's cool though, man. That's a resume, it, man. Yeah. It's it's interesting because <laughs> the type, the way that I work best and everyone is different, but I like to go really hard and then stop. And then really hard and stop, which working on swimming pools is perfect because it's a seasonal thing, you know. I pretty much work six months full time, uh, three months kind of part time, and then three months I'm completely off. So by the time like March rolls around, I've been off for a couple months, I'm ready to get back at it. But it's good, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, I've gotten, I mean, I've been doing it for nine years, so I, I know what I'm doing now, but. Um, kind of built a good name for my company. I have a lot of clients that are really loyal to me. And I say it jokingly, but they don't really have another option because I'm like the only guy who does it here, you know. Yeah. But well, uh, you don't clean hot tubs in this time of year. No, no. I man, I've been asked to do hot tubs. I'll tell you what, man. About five years ago, I was listening to Gary V's podcast, and he said something that changed my life, or the, the way that I work, anyway. At the time. Being a pool guy is like kind of like saying you're a mechanic. Like, what type of mechanic are you? Well, my problem was I was trying to do everything that was asked of me pool related, which can be a very broad range of things. And I was losing a lot of money on stuff because what's difficult with running a small business in a small town like we're in is 90% of people that call you, you know them somehow right? Like you went to school with them or your kids go to the same daycare, you go to church together or whatever. So it was very difficult for me to say no to people because, you know, I didn't want to just leave them hanging. But what was happening is I was catching myself doing a lot of things that didn't make me money because I wasn't really sure how to do them. And Gary V said on a podcast one time, if you're running a business, he said, pick four or five things that you're really good at double down on those and just stop doing everything else so that's kind of what i did that was probably four or five years ago and that really changed uh that changed a lot because now instead of doing things that weren't making me money i was allocating that time towards doing things i knew how to do and doing them well so it, it really helped me out a lot though yeah that's smart 
Yeah, man. And I recommend that for anybody. Um, Cause like I said, that's for me, that, that was the toughest obstacle for being a business owner in a small town is interwinding personal with business and not wanting, like if you called me right now and you're like, Hey, Chris, I've got a hot tub. And even though I didn't know how to do it, because I didn't want to let you down or hurt your feelings. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll come over there. And dude, it may be four weeks later. I'm still trying to figure out the problem. I've ordered $200 worth of stuff. I need to work on it rather than saying, look, bro, that's not something I really do, but here's a number that you can call. So once I was able to get to that point, it really made a big difference. Learning how to say no. Yeah, dude, saying no is tough, man, because I've got a big heart, man. I like to help people because for so long in my life, I was that guy that was always needing help with something, you know, whether it was whatever it was. And when you get in a position where you can help somebody, it's tough to tell them no. But that's where, you know, business is in a place for feelings and feelings really in a place for business, as tough as that sounds. But that's the reality of it. You Makes know, sense. It does, but what I was able to do was kind of send other people, clients, one, they were going to make a little money, but my client that I was, or the people that I was sending the clients to, I knew that they were going to be taken care of, and I would be trying to settle the problem yeah. for four or five weeks and maybe not even get it done. So Makes sense. Yeah. It takes a little stress off of you. Oh, my gosh, dude. It takes a load of stress off of you. Um yeah, man, that was, that took me several years to get over, but I had a store, I opened my store in 2017, I believe. I had a store here for five years and we had four to six employees, including me, for about five years. And that was difficult to do as well. Um, but when my son, when my son's mother was getting ready to have, to have him, I was kind of like at a point to where I needed to know if this is something I wanted to continue to pursue when I had a kid or if I just wanted to say, you know, I gave it my best and adventure into something else. So I decided to close my store and just work by myself. And that was the second best thing I've ever done. Um, when you get a store and employees, man, you, you start acquiring overhead pretty quick. Um, you know, when you're paying five people to work, 40 hours a week it adds up pretty quick so um but yeah yeah uh well carson smith you know carson yeah he said what's up what's up man he is our i don't know what his title is now <laughs> peyton but he's, he's, he's been guy. posting on tiktok for us nice. he's actually been getting us a couple guests too cool, so man and I'm making throw y'all some, I know some pretty interesting people that y'all might, uh, send them our way. Yeah. That's what's so strange, man, because of like this long journey that I took from living in Vegas and pipeline. And then I met some very interesting people. A lot of people that I met, even though we don't talk every day now, we're still, you know, really close, but that was one flips or one positive thing from that long crazy road that i took you meet some interesting people along the way yeah i'm really trying to find like some ex special forces guy to get on here and yeah uh, motivate you <laughs> yeah be like look quit your factory job yeah get out of the factory. yeah we could say that too 
Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to tell them. I won't them, listen but... to y'all. Y'all aren't, you're not intimidating. That's true. You're a yeah, redhead. That's very true. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to be intimidated by a ginger, Dylan. That's what he's saying. Yeah, I know. I know. Actually, I know a guy, man, who uh, he's actually gone. Um, He'll be gone for probably the next eight months. But when he gets back, he's really high up in the military, man. He's uh, he like does some deep, deep stuff in it. I don't really know what. But when he gets back, I'm sure he may be interested on getting in here. Yeah, we'd love to have him. Yeah. That's something in my background. I had to move it. I can imagine. Peyton likes to have some stuff. Who's the handsome fella in the hat? Carson said. Uh, yeah. Dang, bro. If I would have <laughs> left my hat off, that would, wouldn't have been up to speculation. Yeah, he almost didn't say it because you had your hat on. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking back, you moved down here in 97. So did yeah. I, because that's when I was born. Really? Yeah. From I, born, I was born in Memphis, you. and then, you know, we lived down here, I'm pretty sure. So, so did you move straight from here? Like you've been here your whole life? Yeah, I've been here my whole life. Huh? I went to uh, ministry school for a couple of years in Alabama. I remember you telling me that. That's yeah. interesting. I never knew that. How was that? It was great. Yeah. I feel it like I feel like my life has put me through ministry school in a way, man. Yeah, it'll do uh, it. It'll do it, man. It's so crazy, dude. Like where I'm at in my life right now with my faith. Um, there's been a couple of times since I've been coming to church here at Hosanna where our pastor has, you know, kind of brought me to the front to ask me to share this or that. And I remember the first time I was up there, this is on a Sunday service. There were, you know, two to 300 people in service that day. And I remember just looking out there and thinking if one of y'all would have came to one of these clubs I was DJing in five years ago and told me, hey, bro. You're going to be running sound at Hosanna one day, and you're going to be asked to come to the front to give your testimony. I would have been like, <laughs> I would have had you escorted out of the club because I would have thought you were too drunk to be there, you know. But it's interesting how, how <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, true, though, man. It's crazy. I used to, uh, I used to do a little DJing back in high school. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I, I got saved and kind of laid that down. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I could. I don't know how someone can do that and be strong in their faith because it's such a like the lifestyle is just like it's. I couldn't imagine trying to do it. But you know what's strange though, man, is that like I was telling some friends this the other way. I don't know if I would change one single thing that I did, right? Because what's so interesting if you take one thing out. If you subtract living in one town or one friendship, then it essentially changes the trajectory of everything, right? And, you know, where I'm at right now, I think is a lot because of the road that I went down. So I wouldn't change, uh, I wouldn't change anything. Man. If you change anything, it then knocks it off the sacred timeline and creates a new branch. A hundred percent, dude. <laughs> it really does, man. <laughs> This man, we've been watching Loki. Oh, yeah. It's a show about, like, time travel and all that. Yeah. It's... <laughs> so Carson <laughs> is watching. I think he's late because he's talking about the caffeination. He said Cookie overdosed on caffeine, and 
Carson, he gets he gets headaches from not having caffeine. Which no, Carson has, he's come a long way in his work because he used to like work eight a hundred hours a week. I feel like so, just eating out of the gas stations. So yeah, that's tough. That's that pipeline lifestyle, man. Yeah. That's that's difficult. I remember one time we were working. Uh, we got to work on a Tuesday morning. <clears throat> Tuesday evening came, and they were like, "Y'all, we're working tonight." So we worked Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. And by Wednesday morning, you had been working for 24 hours. Like we were just spent. And then they were like, we've got to work again. So we worked another 24 hour shift. And that was, that was brutal, man. But that's how that pipeline lifestyle is, man. You never really know. Yeah, I can. I've always thought, because I know, like, a couple of people that do, like, because I know somebody comes to my, or occasionally comes to my church. He's a, he's a, I don't really know. He, he's, like, one of the air evac guys. So, he'll yeah. he'll work, you know, 24-hour days. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, I don't, I, I don't guess I'd know if it would be easier or harder to work 24-hour days than it is to stay up 24 hours at a time. Ah, it's a little bit easier just because. Because, you know, you're busy, so you're not, yeah. like, just drifting off. Because, like, yeah. I've had to stay up, you know, at least the way I was doing this schedule with night shifts and stuff. I'd be up 24 hours at a time, three days in a row. Yeah. Wait. Oh, that's tough, man. Hold up. That doesn't make sense the way <laughs> I said it. But, it, you know, if you think about it, it makes sense. You yeah. sleep and then wake up another 24. Yeah. Yeah. That's and brutal, man. It is, man. But it's it definitely, uh, I'm a. Sometime soon, I'll be going to twelve-hour shifts, so I'll be. It'll be a little bit different. You have a little schedule. bit of extra time off, so I'll be able to not yeah. stay up that long at one time. Yeah, but the pipeline was, dude. I'll be honest with you. If I could have done um, that work here in Batesville and not had to leave and make the same money, it. I don't know if I would have ever stopped doing it because I love the work, man. It, and the guys that I met out there. <clears throat> Man, when you work 80 hours a week with somebody, you build like a brotherhood with them. You know, I developed some really strong relationships with people. Um, but it was just the lifestyle, man, not knowing where you'd be next month or the next or anything like that. But I will tell anybody that's thinking about doing it, ask yourself why you're doing it, man. If, you know, a lot of people go out there and get used to making that money and they get used to spending that money. And when they, when it's all said and done, they look back and they don't have anything. But if you're one of those guys, like they saying, okay, I'm going to do this for two years because I want to buy a house and pay my house off. That's the right mindset to get into, to have if you're going into it. Um, but it, it is good money in it, man. But a lot of people get caught up in how much you make per year. And like I tell my brother and people all the time it's it's not about how much you make it's how much you have saved at the end of that year which is tough right now because everything is so expensive but anyway yes it must, they, be, must be tough not living with your parents must be yeah it's a struggle yeah, yeah it's a little different <laughs> that's kind of like you know no matter you'll have people you got people that like I think I said this to Peyton one time but you have poor and then you have broke and oh, yeah. 
oftentimes the people that are poor are doing better with their money and managing their money better just because they have less and making it stretch. Like you, like I work with uh, elderly people and they're, they're making, you know, 1200 a month and somehow they're making it, you know, I like, I couldn't live on that. Yep. And they're, you know, they're, they're doing it. It's a mindset, man. And a lot of people from what I've seen think that money can fix a spending problem. Money can never fix that because the more money you get, now you need a bigger truck. Or now now you've got that truck, now you need more expensive tires for it. Or you've been living in a say an eighty thousand dollar house and you run into a little money and now you tell yourself, Well now I need a hundred and forty thousand dollar house with two extra bedrooms and it's just it, it it's like you're chasing that once you start chasing that tail you can't ever really catch it and you just kill yourself and and a lot of relationships and all that trying to catch it but it's truth yeah it is man heaven yeah yeah heaven yeah <laughs> uh yeah man that's so true because you just see so many people they're they're uh they're making a hundred thousand dollars a year and still you know, uh, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, man. Uh, and now it's such an easy time to spend money. Dude. Like yeah. now you just need this and you can spend all of it. You don't have to yeah. physically go to a place to, a, to buy something. Um, but yeah, man, and you're you just gotta, trying to you keep it up with the, everybody else, man. Yep. It's like, like the, uh, the last guest we had on Mike Shield. What, I don't remember what type it was. The marketing that, they specialize in retention yeah retention yeah that's uh i've spent a lot of money that way i remember like me and because me and dylan ran that marathon almost a month ago i'm sitting in my hotel room in chattanooga checking my emails and i get a hey dude ad so i just went and bought another pair of hey dudes oh yeah i'm just like Especially like once you, because once you buy stuff and if you check your email, you know, you're going through and all the people you've bought from of, hey, look, look at this, 20% off, look at this. Or you're scrolling on Facebook and they throw an ad in front of you. It's all. That you mentioned to somebody nowhere near your phone four days ago and now they're, they heard it. I'll tell you a a crazy thing. I noticed a couple of years ago, my girlfriend and I were watching a show. What show was it? It may have been yellow. It, It was some show. Anyway. So in this show, this lady mentioned a pair of boots that she wanted to go buy. I had never heard of or mentioned this pair of boots in my life. And the next day, there was an ad for those boots that was mentioned on TV on my phone. And I was like, oh, boy, this is this is serious. I went to a college (laughs) football game. I went to Ole Miss game. There we go. Like, first ever college football game. Only like my second or no, only like my third or fourth football game ever that I went to. And then I get on YouTube the next day and I get you like college football plays in my recommended. And I, I never searched anything <laughs> up. And yeah. I, my recommended is flooded with football. They just knew, bro. They I'm just, just knew like, you, you needed that fix. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's, what's crazy though is that on the flip side of it, 
since most of the time I'm talking, well, not most of the time, but a lot of the time when I'm talking with someone, it's about God or it's about scripture or um, I, I watch a lot of videos that are Christian based, like with ministers just giving little devotions. So now a lot of the ads I'm seeing are Christian based. It's about faith. It's something like that. So that's like the other side of the coin where it kind of potential can... positive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, do you listen to like preachers or anything? Oh yeah, all the time. Who are like some preachers do you, that you listen I to? I really like Mark Driscoll, um, yeah. Craig Rochelle, um, and there's a couple of more that I've just recently started listening to. I don't know their names, um, but I really like Craig Rochelle and Mark Driscoll. We did. Yeah, you were here for the thing that we did. Yeah, was it? uncensored. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, I like his style of preaching. I mean, he's, he reminds me of our pastor here. Like, he gives it to you pretty raw, man. He strips a lot of the fluff off of it and just gets down to the nitty gritty. And a lot of times the nitty gritty isn't really what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear, you know? Yeah, his style, is he's he's different. Like, he's very unique. And Who? Who are you talking about? Mark Driscoll. Yeah. And, I mean. Yeah. He's popped up on my feed like after that. And like he's on there every day. So Yeah. He reminds me a lot. Bit. He reminds me of Brother D, man. I mean they're they've got different styles or whatnot, but at the end of the day, I've never left this church on a Sunday and not I've never left and been like, ah, I just didn't really get much out of that. It's the way that he relays stuff to me that resonates and that reminds me a lot of Mark mm -hmm. and Craig Rochelle at the same time. Yeah, they definitely don't tiptoe. No, no. Especially, he kind of, like last Sunday, he was like, this is how it is. Yeah. And, you know, y'all yeah. get with it. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. And like I said, dude, a lot of the times what you need to hear isn't what you want to hear, you know. But, yeah, hey, I'm really too short. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of that stuff pops on my news uh, or on my feed now. Like a lot of the reels, I don't have Instagram or Snapchat or any of that, but I've, I've got Facebook and a lot of the reels now are all pretty much Christian-based, faith-based reels. So it just kind of keeps my mind flooded with stuff that I feel like it's important that I want to think about rather yeah. than just, you know. Well, that's the good I, and the bad of social media is because they, they give you what they know you're going to watch. Yep. So... Yeah, you know, and that in your case, it's good. Yeah, it somebody is, that's gonna watch like some controversial, something stressful about the news or whatever. That's all they're gonna get, and they're oh, gonna yeah, they're gonna give themselves a heart attack. Yeah, yeah I think I, with like Facebook and uh, Instagram, like I get a, I I have like a lot of like fitness reels and stuff, and I'll have like some you know Christian reels, whatever that may be. Now. TikTok is probably not the place for me to be on because my TikTok wilds out sometimes. Yeah. But see, I've got a TikTok, man, but I just made it, um, I made it beginning of this year and all I've got is just transformation of pools that I've worked on, like seeing them green and then blue. And I just kind of put some worship music behind it, but I don't know if I've ever picked it up and just scrolled on it, man. Like for me, I got on on facebook in 2003 so that's 20 wow. years i know wow. man. so like i'm just kind of at that point to where one i'm not really interested in, in a lot of stuff that i used to be but two 
I feel like I've seen it all. Like I've I've seen as many funny videos. Like uh, like my mind has just been taking it in for so long. It's kind of to a point now to where it's just like, all right, that doesn't interest me anymore because I feel like I've seen all of it. You know? Yeah. But, it's definitely even for me. Like it's social media and all that. Like it's a problem. Like I I can sit there and scroll. It can be, dude. It very much can be. Definitely a distraction. Yep. It it was like that for me for a really long time, man. I use social media because I had such a void in my, like in my heart. I always felt the need to get attention, to let people know my next move all the time, which went back to attention. And that's what I used it for for so long, looking back at it now. And I I was telling a friend this the other day. I felt like when, when God created us, he left this little bitty void about that big. And that void was meant for Christ to fulfill. And what I did for so long, I tried to fill that void with attention, with uh, with success, with partying, with but whatever it may be, and what's interesting is the more of that stuff you put in you, the bigger that void gets to where it can never be filled, you know. And that's that was a large reason why I utilized social media for so long, was just trying to fill that void that could never be filled by the things I was trying to fill it with, if that makes sense. Yeah. So back to uh, when you were talking about your business. And not making things personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Covarubius said that the reality of it is when you make things not personal, uh, some people will take it personal. They will. They will. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's at their discretion, man. But, and it all goes back to what a business is to you. Is it, are you like, you have a family that you're trying to feed? And for me, that was, that became the case. And, it's the reality of it, man. Sometimes you're going to hurt people's feelings, but that's just kind of comes with the territory. But my thing is, is that like, if you were an electrician, right? And I was like, Hey Dylan, I've got this electrical problem. I, if, if you knew you couldn't do it, if you knew it was going to take you six weeks to try to figure out if maybe you could do it, I wouldn't want to hear out of the gate that you couldn't do it but it would make me feel better if you said look this just isn't something that i do but here's someone for sure that you can call and know that it's going to get done right like i wouldn't hold that against you you know i wouldn't be shocked yeah uh for sure (laughs) on a side note do you need any electrical problems fixed probably so (laughs) yeah probably so my best Peyton. I need, I have some electrical problems I need to I fix. know, you got that outlet in your back room on the left side of the hallway. Yes. That doesn't work. Exactly. You know, so figure it out. Um, so. My meters at work. Fitness. You want to talk about fitness? Sure, we can talk about we, we started out primarily as a fitness podcast, but we've had a lot of guests that were like, not fitness, we're supposed to have yeah. uh, Shane Phelps on. And that doesn't right? seem like a fitness guest, but yeah, Shane, he's a Shane one. He's a big dude, but yeah. he's an, 
he's in Dallas right now. They went to take their son to a Cowboys game just to, you know, like he's been so off with a disappointment. (laughs) You want to see disappointment? (laughs) Guys, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan and it is, I've been one, my dad, (laughs) it's like you die every year. I was telling my girlfriend the other day, it's so similar to watching a buddy go through like his fifth and sixth marriage. And each time he's like, maybe this this, time. Yeah. Maybe this is the one, but deep down, you know, it's just not going to end. It's kind of like my stepdad. He always says that Ole Miss favorite, uh, favorite saying is, well, there's next year, but next year, you know, (laughs) there's always next year. Yep. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Hold on. I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick. I'll Go ahead. Right. Peyton, it's, it's just me and you, man. What you going to do? What are we going to talk about? We're gonna talk I did about this it. last time. You ran away. So now you were like, uh, what do I say? I was, I was, I always get kind of nervous. I get back and you're all like, uh, we didn't, what were we talking about? So man, Squattober day two. Bro, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> that'll happen. It's like day one all over again. I'll for like half a week. Because it's the same exact squat since day one, except with front squat added. Yeah, I guess you're right. Matter of fact, I did the same weight because the first day I did based off like my 100% of my training max. And day two, I did 95%. So I did the same exact weights. Well, I'm on day... Uh, I just did day 15. Day 15 of what? Squat-tober. He calls it November. so miserable. It's <laughs> November, so that's how yeah. far behind we are. We started two weeks late, and with I'm, my work schedule, this is my excuse, is because I literally, like, my normal schedule, I'm getting up at 4, going to bed around 8, 8 or 9, and then on the weekend, going I'm, to bed at 4? No, I'm waking up at 4. Oh, okay. And then the weekend when I Uber, I'm like staying up till like two or three. So That's there's tough. no way I'm going to work out. No. no my way. excuse is uh, I don't have one. I've done two days. <laughs> He's on day two. <laughs> yeah. What's today? The 11th? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I started I... the. I started a little early, I think, and uh, wasn't quite recovered from the marathon. Yeah. I peeked around the corner a few weeks ago because Dylan was in there, and it sounded like he was deadlifting a Toyota, dude. It was just like, <laughs> ooh, ooh. I'm like, those aren't weights. That's a vehicle in there. <laughs> you know yes, what's sir. interesting about the gym, man? Because, um, I, dude, I started working out when I was probably 15 when I started playing basketball at school. And I've I've been in and out of the gym for – I'm 35 now, so for 20 years. And what's so interesting about a gym is everyone that goes in there is in there for a different reason. Yeah. You know, some people are training. Some people are trying to get away from their wives or their husbands or whatever it is. And it's just, it's really interesting how people come and go out of the gym. For me, um, a few, it was probably a few years ago, I realized that. In the wintertime, I would go so hard, and I would stay in there for an hour and a half to two hours at a time. 
And then when I had to start working, I couldn't stay in there for two hours. I would tell myself, well, there's no point going in there for 20 minutes. Like that's not worth anything. So my goal is to be in there for 15 to 20 minutes a day. Because when I was battling addiction, like in, in before my son got here, as long as I went to the gym, I knew that I kind of beat Dylan just died over there. <laughs> I mean, Peyton did, sorry. Is but he okay? I don't know. I think he, he may be dead. Oh, there he is. You all right, bro? We're good. Uh, it kind of hits you. Yeah, I, got C4, I got C4 in my lungs now. Oh. Yeah. I've, I've always tended to stay in there a long time and like, man, I got to do this, do this, do this. Yeah. Uh, this time of year, man, I've kind of like after the marathon, I kind of like set myself free in a way because I'm like, you know, some weeks like right now, like, like I said, I'm on day 15 of Squattober. I should be on like day 27, but you know, I've kind of allowed myself to, all right, man, don't stress out about if you miss a day. Cause yeah. you got, you have another priority right now yeah. and that's working. And you know, when this is over in like a month, I'll be able to shift back in that focus mode and go as hard as I want to go. Yeah. Uh, and a lot and, of people don't have that mindset to be able to do that. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, the workouts I'm doing, they're, they're not super long, uh, compared to what I was doing. Yeah. So, you know. And I, I like today, like, I just cut my workout in half because I didn't finish it all. And I'm like, well. Yeah, so what was that, like a, was that about a three and a half hour workout? Yeah. Cut yeah. it in half? Well, four. <laughs> Man, I could stay uh, in there all day. I know you could. I know. I know. But that's what, like I said, man, that's what's so cool about the gym is for a lot of people, that's like their safe space or their place that they go to, you know, just kind of refresh Release their mind. Release every bit of anger they have built up. Yeah. Yeah. Is that you, Peyton? Are you good? What? Yeah. What you yeah. If I'm in there longer than 25 minutes, oh boy, there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I always notice you kind of like you're there. And I'm in and out. And then you, you do one set and you look in. Oh, where do you go? Yep. Yep. <laughs> because again, like it, it kind of went back to when I was battling addiction. I knew that if I was, if I came to the gym that that day, I wasn't. I had beat addiction that day. And so even though I, I haven't been an addict for a long time now, it's it's still my mindset that as long as I get up and I go, whether I do or work out or not, if I just walk a circle around the gym, in my mind that day, I beat it that day, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And like even for me, like if like if I don't go to the gym, because like it's 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 a habit and it's like Mm -hmm. All right, so you get up, you go to the gym, right? And you do you don't do that. It kind of throws your day off. Yeah. Just cuz it's like it's like waking up and brushing your teeth almost. Yeah. So you know, it kind of throws throws me off when I don't go. So sometimes it's better to come come in with that mindset of okay, just do this one thing. Yeah. And totally. then you're good. You did it. Like Yep. You can start your that, day. That was what I, I struggled with because, like I said, in the wintertime, I could stay in there for two hours. And when I started having to go to work, my mind would say, well, Chris, if you can only go for 20 minutes, it's pointless, you know. But 
kind of a, a couple of years ago, I made a point to say, okay, you're never going to stay in here longer than 20 minutes because you've always got 20 minutes, you know? Yeah, and like for me too, there's a balance because like I've had seasons where I've gone in there and I'm like, man, I just don't feel like I'm doing anything. Like <laughs> that's that's why I always like for me, it's better to have like I have a plan that I do. And it's better for me to like, all right, like today, just cut it short. Like, yeah. Instead of going in there with one, like making it up as I go and kind of not working hard. Yeah. Uh, I need that. I need something to push me a little bit. And if yeah. I don't get it all, okay, well, I put a hard effort in. Yeah. And I'm good for the, you know, the day. Yeah. Rather than, you know, just kind of moseying through it. Yeah. It's like a. Some days, you know, I'll go in and I'll I'll literally do like one movement. Yeah, that'll be all I do because like the past few weeks Forward. have been a little bit different compared to what I was doing like pre-marathon. Like marathon, I'm in there, you know, five days a week doing everything I need to do or want to do, and then you know Nothing. after the marathon, of course, I already planned like a week to take off, not like just the gym, but just you know running and stuff, and then I kind of got to where like you know i was going to sleep too late when i got home from work so then i'm waking up at like you know six o'clock and you know, normally i like to have like three or four hours before work that i wake up so when i was waking up that close to getting time to go to work i was like you know man i really don't want to go because i don't know if i'll be able to do anything and that, like last week i took four days off in a row of course it wasn't like purposeful it was just like i was waking up too late and then it would rain so then like on the day i wanted to just go in and run i'm like well i can't just run now yeah it's hard when you like like kind of like what we were talking about with the night schedule like because and like around the weekend it's really hard for me to like get up and work out just because i'm up all night and I still, like, it doesn't matter, like, if I want to do, a, like, a rest day or whatever, I'm I'm getting up early just because I feel like if I, when I sleep long, man, I feel like my whole day's gone. So, oh, yeah. It's really hard the way Peyton's schedule is. I could do it. Because I'm, you're, like, flip-flopping, and by the time you get used to it, you're flip-flopping again. And, you don't yeah. get used to it. That's you, the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I don't have, like, a consistent... Now, when I... Because, like, when I was working on a normal person's schedule, you know, I had a... At least I maintained a pretty consistent schedule. You know, I would be in bed by 8 o'clock most nights, you know. I would be... A, and sometimes I'd be in bed by like seven thirty, asleep by eight. But you know, I was usually always asleep by nine o'clock, and I'd wake up at four, anywhere from four to four thirty every morning. So like I didn't have like a set schedule, but I was pretty consistent with when I would go to sleep and when I would wake up. Yeah. And nowadays, like some days I'll be I'll come home and I like Maybe. I'll sit down to watch like YouTube or something, and Maybe I'll fall again. asleep in my chair. So I'll get up and go in bed at like eight thirty. Sleep right there. Like, I've fallen asleep multiple times. I'll be, like, for an hour and a half like this. And then I'll wake up and my neck hurts. That's and the then nice I'll go to bed. And then, because, like, that's the only way I got eight hours of sleep the other night. I was watching a show and I just fell asleep here for two hours. 
And then I like it's ten thirty, and then I got in bed and went to sleep. Yeah. But like my <laughs> schedule is like so inconsistent working these night shifts. Oh yeah. And because like, and it, but like before something else, like before the marathon, I would wake up at like I don't I don't I don't it's not like to do with the marathon. It's just given like a time frame. Like before then, I would wake up at like two thirty, three o'clock some days. Like I would just wake up. No, I did. I would be like five hours of sleep. One day I got like four and a half hours of sleep. My body woke up and then I couldn't go back to sleep. And then now I'm like getting like about seven. Seven's good. And then like, cause I can use, I'm usually all right. As long as I get at least six, I try to aim for seven. Cause like, uh, who, who really needs eight hours of sleep? Holy yeah. crap. What happened to my camera? Eight's a lot. But like, Eight's kind of like too much. I've had a couple of nights where I've slept like I had one day I slept 15 and a half hours. That'll like, throw you off. Oh, yeah. Like I, cause you know, like I said, I've changed my schedule on weekends. And that, so for me, that time change last, last weekend was a blessing because it gave me an extra hour of sleep. And I yeah. was out to like three or four. And. <laughs> I got up and was like, okay, let's go to church, you know. Yeah. Most times if I'm out that late, I'm like, do not wake me up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but before I started doing this schedule thing where I like, I would just come home Saturday morning and stay up as long as I can to where I can go to church. I was just, you know, waking up at, you know, nine o'clock Saturday night and then staying up like till five o'clock the next day. You were hitting like so. three different schedules in a week, And bro. then Stop, I would bro. fall asleep, and then I'd wake up at like, wake up 14 hours later, like, oh, crap. Yeah. And it, like, those kind of day, those kind of night, I don't have those anymore, but those would like absolutely ruin my day. Kept your, yeah. they kept your average up, you know? That's the only reason I average like six hours of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I remember as a kid, like, or teenager like falling asleep after school and then waking up at like eight o'clock. Oh yeah. Eight o'clock. My and gosh. It, it like was... ruined my day. I would just ruined wake up it. mad. I'm like, bro, yep. dinner's ready and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. It's funny, this. like my parents would have such a hard time getting me up in the morning for school. Like I would not get out of bed. And then after I like got out of school and started working out and having a full time job, I'm up at like three thirty, four o'clock every morning. Like adulthood, snippity snap. Snippity I did not snap. say that. Uh, snippity snap. And then, snip snap. It's, it's yeah, I mean, definitely weird, kind of how you know what you do as a kid, and then you grow up, and you're like, uh, "How did I do what I used to do?" You have a reason yeah. to get up. Oh yeah. Used to hate school, man. I, I just hated getting go. up in the morning, man. Like. I remember waking up and being convinced at 11 years old, I will never get up early when I'm an adult. And now I'm up at like 4.30 every morning, you know. Yep, but that's how it is. Yep. But I go to sleep early. At our house, man, every person in my house at 7 o'clock is in the bed. Like, we are just out, dude. I did that the first time when I first started getting up. I did like a month challenge of getting up at 4.30. It was a big yeah. deal. And, yeah. Uh, I remember one day getting home from work. Ate dinner. It was like six o'clock. I was in the bed. Oh yeah. I was yep. like, man. But now yep. it's like whatever, you know. 
Yeah. Now, that uh, last guy we had on the podcast, Mike Schill, he, uh, he brought up a thing that he does. He writes out every minute of his day. Oh, you know, he gosh. wakes up, he either does it the night before or he'll wake up early that morning while he's doing something that's scheduled. And he will write out like every minute of his day being occupied. And I feel like, because there's no, there's no telling how long I'm going to be on this shift. I've already been on it five or six and a half months now. And uh, now I'm about to swap to a different schedule as like as far as hours go. So now I got, I feel like once I do that, I'll probably be able, maybe be able to kind of attack, you know, sleep a little bit better to where like when I get off at seven and hopefully I don't stay till nine o'clock like I do sometimes. Yeah, you know, come home and maybe come home and don't play my video game for four hours. Instead, you know, do something productive for like an hour, <laughs> just one get, hour, and then like you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock, get in bed. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of time's kind of like money though. Like if you don't tell it where to go, it'll be you don't know where it went. Bro, I made a short of that. Did I say that before? You said that before. Okay, good. I thought that was I'm you kind of like. I'm, I'm consistent. Yeah, I thought you like you were throwing up some flashbacks or. It's all it's 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 very hard to do like the scheduling thing, strictly when you like have yes. kids it's and so wives. Is, <laughs> yep. and, like, I because they taught us that in. Uh, ministry school but it's good to like write out like a schedule and then maybe have that as like a like a map yeah you know like this is potentially what i could do just to stay you know stay on top of things but you know we wrote these schedules out and like i went like i I put extra stuff that what i wasn't even doing because i was like man i gotta fill this time in with something and i still had (laughs) hours a day that i i didn't even have anything for yeah because like when you like really you sit down and just stare at the wall and like don't waste your time and like have a specific thing there's so much time that like i might yeah clean out my closet today be productive yeah and that'll take hours you do you don't want to see my it's kind of like this like if you have an assignment to do right take it back to school like all right, it's due in an hour. You're going to get it done. Or you could take the whole three weeks, you know, before. Like when you have a certain time limit, you kind of, yep. you, you feel in, like you do it. Yep. It's kind of like I, pressure, I guess. Yeah. And I don't even mean like at least yet, because, you know, I don't guess like if you immediately instill it or whatever the word you want to use there, like, uh, having to try to schedule out your day maybe not worry too much about every single you know minute of the day but try to have like some things that you have a specific schedule for like let's say i don't get in bed by 10 o'clock you know at least for i'll say nine like let's say i don't get in bed at 10 o'clock still try to wake up you know five o'clock that night to where you know i have time to Go to the gym, you know, eat something before I go run or whatever. And then I have 
at least like knock out the priorities first and then fill it in with little things to where you know yeah you yeah. can maintain i've been kind of productiveness lately just because i noticed like when i'm flipping schedules and i'm tired and don't have any focus i could just sit there and waste the whole day so i've been kinda, rough out here I, i'm not like scripting <laughs> out minute by minute but like i'm like okay like i could do this then it's, it's hard though it's definitely something you have to uh trevor he used to be our, one of our hosts he's I think he's pretty much a scheduler guy. You know, it's different things for different people. Yeah. Some people do better just going yeah, with it. Yeah, man. You know? I, I tried to do the schedule thing at one point. It's just, it reminds me of DJing. Like anytime, so what I'm going to, before I confuse anybody, a lot of DJs make a set list, right? Like they have this song, and then they you know, play this song, this one, this one, this one. I could never do that. I had a library with probably 25,000 songs, and I remember one night in Oxford, I was DJing, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to try this set list thing. And because I'm like a, a creative person by nature, being confined to those few things just threw me off so bad. And it reminded me of the same thing when I tried to set a schedule a couple of years ago. Even though I probably need a schedule, like when I tried to just be confined to my schedule, mentally it was like, mm, you know. Colby's in here. Okay, Colby's in the chat. Colby Ganaway? Yeah. Colby, I'm in your office right now, bro. What's up? <laughs> he said, he probably recognized it. He said, bed by 10 p.m., up by 5. You should also schedule downtime, which is... That's solid 100%. advice. 100%. That's my man right there. Colby is a very... Colby, when are you coming on the podcast? Oh, that's a good person to have, dude. Bring Colby on. Colby I knows... I thought you were talking about Colby Province. I'm like, what's he doing? No, no, no. Colby <laughs> got in the way. Colby got in the way? What did he get in the way of? Uh, uh, probably a lot. But... Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> Colby knows everything about everything, as I say. Yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. What number am I thinking of right now? He'll he'll know. <laughs> Watch him nail I'm it. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Hey, look, they're on the same schedule as me, just twelve hours late or early. I'm not real sure. Where are y'all seeing this this stuff? So at? we I have we have Facebook <clears throat> chat, put working podcasts our page, also my Deal the Young page. Oh, um, okay. And then my then YouTube. Sweet. Yeah, Colby would be a good guest to have on here. I'm sure he'd do it. I mean, especially since y'all are doing it in the morning like this. Yeah. Peyton, we should uh make do popcorn. You know how you like the last person that reads has to pick the next one? We should yeah. like make our guest be like, all right, you have to schedule our next guest. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> Colby, you're up. Tag in. And we'll get our guest to pick pick a guest. Yeah, that's what right, I. Next time we eat popcorn, be like, okay, I popcorn, Chris. All right, your turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. But man, it's been a good time. Uh, man, if there's anything you could tell somebody right now, tell them. Me? This is your moment to just. Oh. You have the. The mic. It in this right here. This Heaven right here, brother. What is that? This is the word. 
and the word is truth. And I, I'm, I'm really serious, man. It took me 35 years to realize the importance of, of what's in this book right here, the Bible. Um, for me, I did things my way for a long time and I got my results. And the day that I said, God, I'm tired of doing this my way. I'm ready to do it your way. My whole life started changing. And I'm not saying that because we're on the internet right now. I, I tell people this every opportunity that I have the chance. Um, this Bible, man, is just, it's just a map on how to live your life on, on what God expects of us. And the minute, the day that you start doing it, that you read this and you start practicing what's in it, one, your life will change, but the, the lives of the people around you that you love start to change. And I'm sad that it took me as long as it did to realize the importance of it. Um, but I would encourage everybody to just pick it up, read it. And it, I know it looks intimidating because it, it's, it's this thick. But if you're going to start anywhere, just read the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's pretty much when the man himself was here. And what I found so interesting about reading the New Testament is the, these these things, these ways that Jesus tells us how to live is so simple that a five-year-old can understand it. It's, it's, it's do this, don't do this, think about this, don't think about that. So um, it's really simple, but that would be what I would pray for people to do is to just dive into the word, man. Read it. The more you read it, the more intrigued you get. And once you start practicing it into your life and not, not reading it to show people that you're reading it, when you truly make a decision to say, God, I'm ready to just try this, and you put in the work to understand it, and implement it into your life, your life will change quickly. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. <laughs> Guys, thank you all for having me, man. It yes, was sir. Absolutely. It was fun. Man, thank yeah. you for joining us. Yep. And I'm going to talk to Colby and see if he'll be y'all's next guest. He'll be a good one. Yeah, we got to get him on here. Yep. Maybe not the next one because the next one's Shane, but yeah, we'll put him between, on the maybe between Shane and Staringo somewhere in between <laughs> there. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, I'll throw Colby. We're in trying the to get some. Uh, what's a what's a big guess we could get? We're trying to get somebody big. David Goggins, Peyton. Yeah. Look, Jackson Dart, <laughs> the quarter the quarterback for Ole Miss, was at Como Steakhouse the other day. So, yeah. We could. We should just wait. It. Maybe he'll come back, and we'll go hang out up there and ask him to be on our podcast. All right. <laughs> no, that's Carson's job. He's pro All right, look. Before you go, we're gonna give a little shout out to Carson. He has been on the grind trying to find out, like trying to find us guests to put on here. Or he's gone from asking like big names in like marketing to rappers to. Nick Bear. Disney Channel stars, like <laughs> just anybody. Yeah. Just anybody. Uh, whatever, man. We 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 can learn something from anybody. Yeah. And it's yeah. The, Everybody got a story. Yeah, it's the yeah, best part. Just this. sitting here hanging out, man. We don't even like like we didn't have a script or anything or yeah. anything to I, accomplish. Just sit down and see what we could we could get into. 
that's normally the best way to go about it. Man. Uh, one day we'll be a live podcast, but yeah, right now we're just doing the just locally. Yeah, we're gonna open us a little shack with a camera in it, a couple chairs, a couple mics. Yeah. Hey, man. Long, RGB lights. <laughs> long-term consistency overrides short-term intensity, man. Just stay consistent. That's right. Very consistent. I don't know. Doing a Murph every once in a while, that's... Pretty well. sucky. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to do Chad today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well... Where can they find you, Chris? Are you anywhere they can reach out to you? I'm just on Facebook, man. Chris Lott. If y'all got any questions about anything or if you're going through something, need some advice or insight on something, I'd love to buy a house. Yeah, I still have a real estate agent as well. So if you want to buy a house, you know. Get your pool cleaned. Get your pool cleaned, your house sold or soul saved. Hit up Chris Lott. You nailed it, buddy. I don't have Instagram or any of that, but I do have Facebook. So you can find me. Facebook it is. Yep. All right, man. We'll see you. Uh, you could just hit leave, and we're going <laughs> to wrap it up. <laughs> All right, guys. See y'all later. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks. Thank Bye. you, Chris. There he is. That's a wrap. We're, that's another one in the bag, bro. Yeah. Having to go make some shorts. I, I said something in the middle of the podcast, and neither one of y'all heard me, I guess. He said something, and I was like, yeah, Peyton, do the shorts. I think it was the hard truth, or he was like, "Sometimes you just got to hear the hard truth." And I was like, "Peyton, do shorts." And no, like, <laughs> I know, there was something he said that made me think of like my consistency with shorts. Maybe that last thing he said. <laughs> I don't even remember. He's like, "It's it, better to be consistently good than occasionally great." I did think about it, it there different. too, but it was something else like thirty minutes ago. I don't even remember. I probably think of it if I go back through, but I'm like. What, 20 episodes behind And Carson them. caught up. He was yeah. watching. So Carson's been commenting 20 minutes behind. So that's why it's kind of throwed us off. But he caught up. Hey, Carson, hop on the pot. No. Carson is our new team member of the podcast. He's he just kind of just highest paid employee. Hopped on. Yeah. Well, he's always kind of like that trying to help out um yeah we got some uh cool guests coming up thanks to carson you know we don't have him booked yet but he's gonna get us a cool one one day yeah of course mike was pretty cool yeah, uh, i definitely would like to talk to shane i don't know i what are you gonna ask? I have like i have a place in you know like you'll be working at the sheriff's department for the end of the podcast bro I'm trying to freaking like it's like I was trying to think of what I wanted to say there, but like I don't I have like a special place over here where I like I just want to like talk to as many like law enforcement from different agencies and stuff this and departments and like military because you know we've had Jarvis Smith on Bayfield Police Department's uh he's a special school resource kind of, officer. Well, he's that, but he's some I think he's special, one of the special units. Special victims unit law but, and order i don't know no. you I don't know, know what they call it. Mar- right. i don't even remember there's a c there mariscal yeah oh yeah well then that's right game warden special uh 
special victim special unit. tactical <laughs> unit. I don't remember what it, I don't remember what unit cool they're part of. You know, some cool people, big big guys. Yeah, those two are huge. Like the outlift does both of them. Well, PJ's a little smaller, but he's definitely stronger as far as bench is concerned. He's squat. just shorter than you. Yeah, but he benches a hundred more pounds than. Me. Well, but he's weak. That's on his deload day. Yeah. He he did two twenty five for like eight sets of ten the other day. That's it. Yeah, he's God, like, yeah, I'm lot. trying to get back up to ten by ten. I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I did two sets of five at two twenty five today. So getting there, bro. I'm just a couple couple years off. Well, we appreciate y'all hanging in there. Well, no problem, man. Yeah, it's hard to. I've been hanging, get hating to hang around. Uh, y'all comment. Send you the link. You gonna chop in? Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got it. We got something going on. We got. We got. We got which link, bro? What's your email, bro? Parcelsmith8942 at gmail.com. How the heck do you know that? That's not it? I don't know. I hope not. Just docs your email. All right. So well, I'll send you the link, bro. C Smith email. <laughs> uh, anyways. Appreciate y'all. What's. Brady got a new email every other day. <laughs> We're going to have Carson on real quick, and he's going to tell us what's up. He's going to close us out. Close us out in prayer. I thought we were headed that way. Wasn't it Jarvis that... He opened us up yeah. in prayer. Oh, yeah. The second podcast. I mean, we prayed during their dang revival episode. <laughs> Man, that was just like... I was so like, like man, look how this episode like turned out, bro. It's like we were on fire, we were going after it. I don't even remember talking much that thing. And you I didn't. I was it. preaching, man. I was like, I was like, I was spitting it <laughs> I out was just there. Listening to a sermon. I was trying to tell Peyton about it, and he was like, "It was all right." No, okay, but whatever. Bro, dude. Every time I'm proud of something, he's like. Peyton Franklin, he's always like, yeah, whatever. whatever. Whatever, dude. I'm just going to record your PR blurry. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined my whole video, bro. I sent it, Carson. You got to refresh your email, Carson. Yeah, bro. Just hop in, bro. You need to just, just hop in. Just know what to do. Oh, yeah, by the way, this is a, this has been here for a while. What His is name that? is Monkey. Uh, he's been there for 13 years on that same exact spot. That blind's you never said been something open. about it earlier, and I was like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah. I didn't notice it I, when I was there. In your office. You, so when you come to my house, bro, I'm like, whoa. Uh, like a couple months ago. I sent it to your CES Power email and your TM Cat email. Uh, there's a couple more I could send to if you need me to. And your Gmail, your Hotmail. Your... Hey, bro, I'm gonna need some of those uh, rocks. I give you, I give you some rock holders if you give me some rocks, bro. I have 
11 rock holders. Oh. I have six of those. I have 11, bro, and I don't have any rocks to put in them. So. I got these three unopened. They, bro, they'd be cheap, too, man. Ladies and gentlemen. Good news, everybody. Pros at Walmart. I'm just kidding. This may look like Dollar General version. Who's that handsome fellow in the hat? Me. I was gonna let y'all fight about it. We did. I just now saw him like comedic go. Once he said comedic, I knew he was talking about me though. So yeah, yeah. it's funny. Man, I was funny, not y'all. No. <laughs> yeah, it was funny how late you were to every comment. Right, so I put my phone down for a minute. And then when I picked it back up, I guess I thought it would just keep going where it was. And I was I was like no cap, like twenty minutes behind. This is our professional yeah. producer of our show, uh Carson. He, uh, he focuses on reproduction. Was, you wanna say hey to everybody? He puts yeah. um, and I don't I don't have any pants on. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. Yeah. <laughs> Business casual at the top. <laughs> How's your boy doing? Your little, your, your new one. He's doing good. Later. Oh. Yeah, he, he's doing good. You know, he spent uh, like two, two and a half weeks in the NICU. How much you weigh and now? About 150? Me? No, nah, bro. I'm like 223. No, I'm talking about your boy. Later. Oh, bro. He's like... He got to be like 20, bro. A little hefty, dude. Y'all been feeding yeah, that dude. He's thick. Oh, thickums. Uh-huh. He eat good, though. Bro's eating like eight ounces every like three hours. Jeez. I'm going to put some weight like protein in 800 calories corner. every hour, Make sure you give him his creatine. Yeah. I don't want him to get too big. Give him some beta alanine. <laughs> I don't want him to get too bulky. Yeah, I don't want him to get too big like Peyton. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look like he's finna go boxing. You good, bro? That's your studio. It's gonna be, yeah, yeah. This is where the podcast gonna be. Got the lighting. Put, put working with two. Uh, oh, yeah. I gotta go see how much some the studio light holders right cost. No, this is what you call bookmarks. Bookmarks. Yeah, to stay with the AR reading point. Bro, the, the Love brand beef jerky looks like a bookmark. Hey, bro, give get, get us Cliff. Who? Cliff, uh, I don't know how you say his last name, Nectar or whatever. What he do? He's, you know what, I'll pull up his picture. Y'all, you'll know who he is, uh, probably. Hand him down, bro. I'm a... uh, can you get Kevin. us Kevin Feige? Is that the dude with Marvel? Yeah. <laughs> I, we could probably squeeze him in. Yeah. That dude right there, bro. It's like yeah, Joe Rosting. He'd be like, he's that, uh, the, uh, I guess, theolo- theologist, theologist, I don't know what you call him. Theologian? Theologian, that's what it is. Wow. Bro, like. Theologist. What <laughs> <laughs> Theologist. <laughs> oh, yeah, get Peter Parker. Can we get Peter Parker? Yeah. Peter Parker. Bro, Peter like Piper, a... pecked of pickled peckers. Like, I am just kind of shooting my shot. 
but it's kind of like a science at the same time. Peyton was talking earlier. He's like, we can squeeze this this guy in between uh, the sheriff and the starring. Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> that hey, apparently, he goes by Ringo. I've been talking with his assistant. She was like, my name's Candace. I'm Ringo's assistant. I was like, okay. I was trying to talk to the man. <laughs> <laughs> man, what do you what do you talk about when you when you get a guest like that? Like just feel like you're trying to freestyle or you gonna we perform your so- the, Yeah, we're gonna perform your song. Gotta play him the Carson Smith E P. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what was that song? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you can't see me. Homie, you can't see me. Uh, I gotta be honest, bro. One of Star Ringo's best songs. It's that uh, crap. Which which one was it? It's ADHD cover remix or whatever. Oh, Jonah Lucas. Yeah. Yeah, dude, bro. That Have dude, you he, seen his uh, back of the class freestyle where like they're beating on the desk and stuff with pencils? No, no. but I might go watch it he when said, I believe this. I'm time. still a believer, but I'm a firm believer in popping this heater at you. I was like, he <laughs> sounds on brand. He sounds on brand. Yeah. They just had our bookmarks out. That uh no, that album he did with Aha was really cool though. No limit, one of the best songs, bro. I swear. Yeah. Well, all right, bro, we'll let you go. I know you're very busy managing all these podcasts and stuff. So. Yeah, one of many clients. <laughs> so maybe you can squeeze some in on our busy schedule. Uh Joe yeah. Rogan yeah. coming up, so Elon Musk. Find yeah. us some ex special forces dudes, bro. I'm trying to get a I'm trying to get I'm a Navy guy and an army guy at the same time. I got so I don't know to... if we'll have time for him. Oh, yeah, I mean pop up with somebody big name though on the real note. Like Draw I would take off work, like, bro. I don't care what you tell them to name the time. Like Peyton's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what's big? Because I'm also talking with this guy. Marshall Mathers. His name's Tom Cruise, but it's not that one. Uh, he he owns, like, 600-something rental properties, like a yacht and all that. He's got, like, a million followers on TikTok. Comment on his live, too. He said depending on how big it is. So. Tell him it's just, the biggest one in Batesville, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. Proudly claimed it. Are there any other podcasts out of Batesville? I, I don't know. Chris had, Chris had one. Yeah, it's, a, it's, 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 it's that's not it's ongoing. All right, guys. Well, that's enough. Deal the young Peyton Dot Cook Carson something. Carson Smith eight two nine four eight two nine four. Send that guy an email and say hey. Uh, check us out. Hit the links in the in the description. Do what y'all do. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out. Bye bye. Get hard. Stay hard. Get hard. Your shift was hard, dude. Bro, when we gonna get some get hard shirts?